My man, but I heard these niggas supposed to be like locking down the industry on some shit, on some power shit. Dog, that's my man's in them. Mm, so what I'm doing? Right, right. My man's in them is doing. I want them because right. That's my man's in them. <laughs> you know. I feel you. Now you feel. Me. I feel you. So you know when you fucking with me. Right, right. You fucking with. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Has a Bowties. We had to do that for the main man himself, DMX. Let's send all our prayers and and thoughts to to him as he's trying to recover from a terrible overdose. Broski, what's good? What's good, y'all? What's good? It's your boy D Flow. I've been MIA for a little bit, handling some personal stuff. Glad to be back, though. It's glad to have you back. It's the Kid XAB, and this is another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Um, yeah, man, you got an all-man moment? Uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I do have an all-man moment. Fuck it. So I've been doing uh, construction, doing some renovations over at the house, and my neighbors, this older white couple that's next to me, has been bothering my workmen, son. Every day coming outside. Y'all done yet? What y'all doing over here? So I had to go Karen outside and, and scold them. Like, yo, like, what the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> like, why y'all harassing my guys? They giving you I'm, the full Karen treatment. Yeah. <laughs> the so whole Karen package. What are y'all doing over here? How long y'all gonna be taking? your fucking business. I'm like, the fuck is it your concern? Like, niggas come in the morning, they leave in the evening. Like, we try to wrap up at a certain time to not, you know, inconvenience nobody or nothing like that. But I'm just like, I gave y'all a courtesy two weeks out before we even started construction to let y'all know, like, hey, we're going to be doing some work at the crib. So please, you know, just be patient with us. But we should be wrapping up in about two to three weeks. Right. They were all cool with it. As soon as construction start, what is going on over there? You guys making too much noise. And I'm just like, nigga, like, I told y'all we won't be doing construction. What the fuck is y'all complaining about? Like, relax. Like, the work got to get done. When anybody else doing construction around here, y'all don't get no complaints from me. So just relax. But every day, son, they come outside and harass my guys. So, hey, man, these white people, you know. They don't mind. They want their houses to look good. They don't want you to doll your shit up, though. 
That is, that is, I really feel like that's white people trying to police um, black bodies, like, in all facets. They're always trying to police black bodies, and I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, I live in this neighborhood. Obviously, if I want to do some work on my house, I'm going to do some work on my house. Facts. That's simple. That's that's <laughs> it. And I'm going to say, yo, like, me doing work on the property boosts everybody's property value up. So all of us Clean. finna eat. So the fuck is y'all complaining about? Like, let me do Not what a I damn gotta thing. do, and keep it pushing. They just they they just want to harass a black body. That's what it. <laughs> that's what it seems like. That's it, bro. They just they just want to harass. They want they they want they're monitoring who's coming in and out of the house, watching what's going on, complaining about everything. And I'm just like, all that shit is unnecessary because. When anybody else want to do construction, there's no complaint. So the minute I want to do construction, there's a complaint. Nah, I'm not hearing none of that bullshit. Yeah, um, my old man, you know, my old man's always revolve around my fucking barber and hair situation. Um, so my barber was out of town, um, this weekend, and she waited. I already know this is going. You should have waited, boy. <laughs> and his his man's was there. I didn't even go. I didn't even go to my my get money nigga barber. I didn't go to him. I went. I, I went to my Dominicano barbers. So my main man. That's my main barber. The Dominicanos is my main barber. They be sharp as a tack. So my main man wasn't there. They were like, "Oh, he's gone for the city." Now we we guest we guest appearing on another podcast. So I was like. Damn, let me make sure, you know, I look presentable. I don't want to be looking, you know, crazy getting on somebody else's podcast. So I went, got the little, well, thought I was getting a little shape up, haircut, whatever. So my (laughs) man is like, what do you want? So I show him a picture because I always feel like showing the picture is the safe route. That's the safe way of going Mm -hmm. about it. You can't fuck up a picture. Look at the picture. And it's going to show you something simple. Yeah, it's that simple. So I'm like, all right, cool. Show the man the picture. I should have known I was in trouble when a nigga asked to see it two to three more times after I showed it. So I was like, all right, my nigga. So he saw the picture. He starts cutting. He starts cutting in a whole different way. Now, every barber has their own situation as how they cut hair. But this nigga was doing all types of shit where I was like, I don't. I don't know, son. This ain't normal. So he go through the through the phases. We get to the end. I start feeling him like draw on my face. And I'm like, <laughs> why is he drawing? All right, cool. Nigga finish up the, the joint. I don't like to look while they doing it because I always feel like I see some extra shit that ain't there until I really look in the mirror. Cool. He turns me around. My nigga, I have a full, I had a full beard. First of all, he cut my actual beard off and then Beijing the beard on me, son. That's it didn't make no crazy, sense, bro. bro. Why did you Beijing a beard on me? And, and I'm like, yo. My friend was like, why didn't you tell him to stop? I was like, I didn't even know the nigga was Beijing a beard on me because the only one that normally does that is there's another barber there. He's a young cat. He's all the way at the end of the barbershop. Like, he, he has his own little section. And he... He does it with a spray gun. 
This nigga did it with some type of crayon shit and like was <laughs> was drawing on my shit and then brushed it in. I was like, oh nah. Yo, that was the first time, bro, I ever looked like I was like 40 something, son. This Dang, shit look nuts. That nigga this gave you the grown, grown cut, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I instantly went upstairs and washed that shit out. Like, I, nigga, if I don't ask to be Beijing, don't Beijing me automatic. First of all, bro, if That's I don't ask you to touch my joint, beard, just line the yeah. shit up. Why did he, I, yo, I was tight. I'm like, first of all, why you cut it? Because when he was cutting it off, I didn't think he was, I thought he was just trimming it because he had a guard on. So I was like, oh, okay, he got to have like a, a fucking two inch guard on and maybe just taking off what he considers to be like the dead ends or whatever. When he was done, the whole beard was gone. I was like, yo, what the f- Nah, and then he Beijinged it back, bro. I didn't understand it. Nah, so when I go to my barber boy, I tell that that nigga knows. Like he don't even touch. Like you line it up, but I would come home and trim my shit down myself because I know how my man asks me. He always asks me. He says, "Yo, you want me to cut your beard?" And I'll either tell him nah or or yeah. This nigga ain't asked no questions. He just shook his head yes in the beginning, like he knew. He knew what I was asking for, yeah, and he ain't know what I was asking for. That so. nigga G the shit out your bed, boy. I would have been so <laughs> mad, son. I would have been mad, bro, honestly. The only so reason tight. I'm not super mad is because it's summertime, and I don't I don't necessarily say I was going to cut the beard off, but I'm. it's it's getting hotter, so it's like, I, I'm not at, If it was the winter, I'd be upset, like, yo, bro. The winter months, you know you're not supposed to touch, touch a grown man's beard. Let that joint sit. If it's during the winter months, you committed capital sin. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, I'll, I would, it's borderline you got to get the fade. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> you got to go outside and scrap. That's, that's where I'm at with it. If you cut my beard in the wintertime, we got to scrap. You deserve a nah. one-on. At that point, you got to get smacked. I don't care. You asking for it. We, 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 uh, we have trust issues at that point. Now I can't trust you no more. <laughs> Ever, I can never come back to you. That's ever. it. You go to the shop with your barber to be like, yo, my man's over there to cut you. Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> you walk the fuck out the shop. <laughs> That's it right there. That's it. You done lost mm, all I'm... trust. And for me as a customer at that point, I'm sorry. Nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why, bro, when I go to my barber, son, if that nigga ain't there, I'm walking out the shop. If my barber is yeah, not right, there, I, I'm going to holler at y'all. I'll holla at you. I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna get a razor and I'll figure it out. Like if I really got, I normally a do that. Like, like not. Let me not say normally. Before, like years ago, that's that was that. Of course, that's the move. You know what I mean? Like your barber ain't there. I'm gonna holla at y'all. But there be times when my barber be disappearing for months. Oh nah. And then yeah, that's and that that be a problem. Like you, I walk into the shop like two different weekends in a row and this nigga not here. It's like all right. Cool. That's when I found the get money nigga. Cause it was Corona and my barber wasn't around. And I, I was like, yo, the get money nigga shop, it looked like, you know what I mean? It looked like they doing their thing over there. So let me see what's up. That and that's what led me to him. He just he be, you know, moving a little crazy sometimes. But <laughs> I'm I and then I'm afraid. Cause obviously I've been getting my hair cut by other niggas. So you can't just walk <laughs> This nigga shot after your haircut from other niggas. That nigga is gonna be like, "Yo, where you been? Where you been?" And then, then you gotta like, get the my, my See what happened was I got lost in <laughs> translation, and <laughs> I went to Mexico. My lie. And See my lie. I have a lie. I'm like, "Yo, I've been out of town, bro. 
Like, that's my lie, but you got to have a certain amount of hair on your face to get that one to off. get that one I off. I can't just get that one. <laughs> I can't get that one off with a fresh shape up. Like, yo, I've been out of town, dogs. This nigga going to be looking at me. I got to have at least a month of hair growth on my face before I could... Like, yo, I've been out of town, bro. That's why I haven't come through and seen you. You got to come you know back I mean? looking like Sasquatch, bro. You got to come back and you a full-on monkey at that point. All pun intended, bro. Like, no, we, we niggas, you can say shit like that. So we got to come back with a full hair on our face. Just for all this is to know, because if y'all, some white boys try to, you might get punched in the throat. But the point is, you can come back looking like Sasquatch, and that's the only time your barber going to be like, all right, that nigga... That nigga been underground yeah, he, for the past two months. Yeah, right, he been good. <laughs> he been chilling. All right, cool. All right. I know I'm not going to get the full one off, but I'm at least trying to get the, yo, I was in Florida for a little bit, and you know what I mean? I was vacationing, so I was getting my hair cut when I was out there. My fault, B. Like, I thought I could get, I'm, I'm going to have to get that one, but I can't do that now. That nigga's going to clearly know that. That nigga going to be like, oh, got he your hair cut recently. fucked up. He's trying to come here for me to fix this shit. Now nah, you gooch. <laughs> you gooch, fam. <laughs> speaking, oh, man. speaking of who's not dirty. gooch, Sweetie and Quavo, all over the news this week, uh, TMZ exposed the elevator video. And I know you say you ain't see the video, so I'm going to describe it for the, the viewers video, a little bro. bit. I feel like I could pull it up, but... That's too much tech shit. We might fuck some shit up, so I'm not gonna do that right now. But um, I've been hearing about it so, though, so you can just you can just talk about the details. Yeah, I'm gonna de- I'm gonna describe it. So basically, they're going to an ele- They're looking like they're about to get on the elevator. Sweetie swings on Quavo. I don't know what the fuck the argument's about, but she swings on Quavo. He dodges her, and then it looks like there's this bag, a Call of Duty bag, that. Must got some shit in it, and she lunges for it. He lunges for it. They both grab it. They start tussling. They they end up in the elevator. He's able to grab the bag from her. She falls on the floor, and is just sitting there. Now, within the tussle, of course, it looks like there's a bit of pushing and shoving. So that led people to say, "Oh, Quavo was an abuser." Now, I. Listen, I think the whole situation looked toxic for me. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. But to label somebody an abuser, especially when he just got swung on, and he didn't put hands on her. Uh, He didn't, like, punch her, hit her. He didn't even look like he intentionally tried to push her. It looked like they was struggling for that bag, though. And I don't know if anybody else has been in a struggle with anybody over anything, but somebody's going to fall or someone getting pushed when you're struggling for something that you so really don't want somebody else to have. We don't know. <laughs> you know, things happen. <laughs> but they were struggling for the bag. She fell. I'm not going to call Quavo uh, an abuser. Um, but it did look like they, whatever their situation was, it was toxic. So I'm glad that it's over. But because of all of this outrage and conversation about it, the LAPD put out um, a statement saying that they will be investigating the situation. So my question, bro, is should they be investigating? Like, for me personally, I'm looking at it and I'm like, that doesn't seem like it was something 
to be investigating y'all. Damn sure ain't put out no statement when Solange was kicking Jay Z and say that y'all was going to investigate Solange that. Damn near put Jay Z in the hospital after that fight. <laughs> Solange was kicking him with six inch stilettos on, like straight up. Ain't nobody said that they was investigating. So now they say they're investigating this. And for me, it just feels a little off because I'm like, neither Sweetie nor Quavo went to the police. It happened over a year ago. Um, so what what are y'all opening up and investigating? Like, if Sweetie thought that it was a sit, something to be investigated, I, I know that there's things with abusive relationships and people not speaking up. I'm not saying that that's not the case. But I feel like the way Sweetie has been moving, if she really wanted to, like, she would have... Ben went to the, the police or whatever. And I'm going to get to it in a second, but what, what's your thoughts on it, bro? Honestly, I don't, I just, I think I, we're, I'm not going to sit here and condone no type of abuse, but Facts. it happened over a year ago. And if neither of them have made an attempt to notify the police and, you know, these are celebrities so honestly, if they wanted to make if, if Sweetie wanted to make a situation out of it, she would have done so already from from back in that time frame. Now, one thing I will say, just to comment on the on the on the scuffle itself, and we have to make sure we let our, you know, everybody know no man is supposed to put their hands on a woman. That's that. However, if he felt threatened and she was attacking him and he felt the need to defend himself. As far as what you're saying, from what I've seen on social media, he didn't actually put no hands on her. They were scuffling for something. And boy, I could tell you right now, y'all could take it how I want to take it, but we scuffling for some money. I'm going to kick you in the butt. I'm just saying, I'm going to push you. We scuffling for this bread. Is one of us going to get the bread? I don't know what was in that bag, but obviously it was valuable enough that they're going to scuffle it for it. It was something. <laughs> so, I don't know what they were scuffling Honestly, for. Honestly, we scuffling something. for this with this money, and it's a half, imagine a million dollars in that bag. It's going down, sir. It will go down <laughs> wherever we are. <laughs> Somebody getting this money, though. I'm not going to say I'm going to put hands, but be you get pushed down. Somebody, somebody getting something. I'm just there saying had that. to be a phone in there, a laptop, something, something, something that somebody either was trying to destroy or see. And I really, it looked like a drunk night, bro. It that's what it looked like to me, honestly. It, I, I don't want to make this about Sweetie because I don't know. Obviously, none of us was there, but it looked like Sweetie might have had a couple of drinks. Quavo looked like he was, he didn't look uh too like inebriated in that video, but. Sweetie was laying on the floor after the whole situation. And that, to me, looked like she was a little sauced. They got into an argument. She was trying to grab the bag for whatever reason. Maybe it had a laptop. Maybe it had a phone. Or maybe it had something else that she wanted that she didn't want him to have. And they were scuffling for it. She ended up losing the scuffle and was on the floor. And, oh, you know, that you know was what that. Think? I think they were arguing about Quavo playing with some shorty. She swung on him, and she was just like, let me see your phone, nigga. <laughs> you know when you both look to a certain spot because you both know the phone is in that joint? And Quavo was just like, yo, if she gets this phone, she might stab me tonight. <laughs> so they both went for the joint. It's like, who get the bag first? And that was what happened right Whoever there. Whoever get the bag. 
But again, so now this is my thing. The outrage happened. People's going back and forth. Is it abuse? Is it not? Da 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 da. LAPD comes out with a statement saying that they are going to investigate. And now that forced Quavo and Sweetie to release statements, which is very interesting to me because clearly they're both saying we don't want no smoke right now. So Quavo's statement is, we had an unfortunate situation almost a year ago that we both learned and moved on from. I haven't physically abused Sweetie and I have real gratitude for what we did share overall. So that's the statement he ended up releasing. But Sweetie actually was the first to to release a statement. And her statement was, this unfortunate incident happened a year ago. While we have reconciled since then and moved past the particular disagreement, there were simply too many other hurdles to overcome in our relationship. And we have both since moved on. I kindly ask that everyone respect my privacy during this time. Both statements to me are saying... This shit is getting out of control. LAPD got no business in our shit. It probably was a dumbass argument. She even said it was a disagreement. She didn't say that this uh, was uh, an abusive whatever. She said this disagreement happened over a year ago. And so to me, it seems like both of them are like, listen, we don't need no smoke from LAPD getting in our That's shit. We don't need no smoke from anybody else getting in our shit. Y'all niggas on the internet is making this way more than it needs to be, and y'all fucking up our back. That's Big what it sounds right like there. to me, son. <laughs> That's all the so, facts in a bag of chips. Listen, prayers to both of them. Uh, I think social media needs to learn that there are certain private matters that we don't always need to have an opinion on. I get it. Like, when it comes to abuse, I'm all for... Niggas getting what they need to get if they do that. But there are private arguments that I may look at and it just be an argument and I might be like, yo, that's abuse. And it might be something that someone else may look at and be like, man, that's regular. So for all of us having these different opinions on what that was, especially when it's not no blatant situation where fisticuffs were thrown, when actually a fist was thrown, it just wasn't the male fist. I just think we gotta, we gotta, you know what I mean, be a little bit more like, one, let's wait for certain situations to play out. And two, let's wait for some, let's wait for someone involved to call abuse before we call abuse. That's what I'm saying. That's what I be saying, bro. I feel like social media is so hard because you can't please everybody and everybody's always, somebody will always have an opinion, man. So at the end of the day, you said it the best. If the if the people involved are brushing it off like it's nothing serious, it's probably nothing serious. Like, don't ruin someone else's life because you just want to share your opinion. Yeah, you want to be a social media warrior, right? It ain't it ain't always worth it. Oh, Never man. really is. Yak, you still a bitch. We could bump too. I'll be back in Miami in a week. Pull up wherever we can bump. Don't bring no security. Bring your I'm going to bring my We can bump. <laughs> Yo, oh, okay. this nigga Southside was going off this weekend. So, little Uzi Vert uh, over the weekend. I don't know. I mean, everybody's seen it by now. But little Uzi Vert basically was out here. He went on live from, I think, JT's account with Young Miami. 
And he didn't necessarily say nothing crazy, crazy respectful, but he wasn't also he was also wasn't being respectful. He seemed like he was either drunk or high, whatever the case is, out of his mind. Um, and he was saying things like, yo, me and you don't have to like each other, da 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 da. And then Southside, who is young Miami's significant other, I don't I don't know in which way, shape, or form. I don't know if they're still together, but I do know they have a child together. Um, he basically addressed Uzi and was like, yo, my nigga, like, don't talk to my girl like that. He used some other words. I'm not, I'm not doing the hood shit. But he was like, yo, don't talk to my shorty like that. Um, you know what I mean? If you have an issue, you better talk to me. All this, that, and the third. So my question from it, though, is how would you respond if the significant other of your best friend was being wild disrespectful? So, like, your significant other's best friend's boyfriend, in that sense, is being disrespectful and talking crazy to your partner. So it's like, is your girl, your your girl or your wife, their best friend's boyfriend is talking crazy to your partner. How do you how do you feel like you would need to handle something like that? See, I'm not built for those type of things, you feel me? Like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna punch a nigga through the phone. I'm personally, I'm the type of nigga, if that shit was to happen right now, she can't even be friends with the best friend no more. That's how wild I would get. I'll be like, first of all, that chick ain't your friend if she gonna allow her man to come on here and talk to you like that. So, one, I'm not gonna tolerate that. Two, I'm gonna be like, nigga, what's up? Like, is there a problem? Because if not, we could scrap it right now because you're not gonna disrespect my woman like that, especially if she has not disrespected you. So yeah, bro, I'm not with I'm not with the disrespect, man. Like, nah, not on some goofy shit. Like, if you just like, to me, best friends are best friends. They're not they're not necessarily gonna like their you know. If 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 my girl best friend no nigga, she sometimes don't like you her do nigga. not like your you do not like your best friend's significant other. That is that's a fact. I mean, sometimes I, you don't like your best friend. I've seen it happen, bro. Like, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to get, I'm not, I'm not, I've never experienced it before. Like, I've never experienced my girl's best friend, man, talking to my girl crazy. Like, even if my girl doesn't yeah, nah. like her best friend's man, like, nigga, like, if she don't like you, shut the fuck up and mind your business, bro. Mind That's your that business. right Don't talk there. to her. That's don't it. talk to her crazy That's though. It. And you, you know what be don't happening? Don't talk to her at bro? all. If you don't like her, don't talk to her. You know, you <laughs> hey. know what be happening, son? Girls talk shit to each other. So female best friends gonna talk shit about their man. They're gonna talk shit about what what's going on. If you running up through your significant other's phone and you seeing silly shit that they talking amongst each other, bro, that's them. Let them ha- that's between them. Uzi probably went Queen. through JT's phone and saw some silly shit that her and Young Miami was talking about and got tight and decided he wanted to check Young Miami and that's not your place. Leave nah. that leave that girl talk amongst girls. If she go through your phone and she see you and your man talking shit about her and she start to curse your man's out, you going to get tight. This is one of those rare instances where I do feel like I I'm I'm still kind of attached to gender roles when it comes to quote unquote having a check 
somebody that is of a different gender, I much prefer that be handled by someone of the same gender. It just yeah. doesn't end well in any way, shape, or form when it's cross-gender. Like, in those instances, if I got to... If, and I'm talking when I say check, I'm not talking about like a little disagreement and you guys are having an argument about it and you come into a resolution. If there's already disrespect on the table, I don't want to be talking to my man's girl about like my homeboy's girl about what the disrespect was or 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 disrespecting her or telling her off about herself. I'm either going to tell my man's like, yo, you got to talk to your girl about it or my girl is going to talk to her like if if we all know each other you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to go and disrespect my man's girl and then my man's now is like yo why didn't you have that conversation with me why That's did you it. go to her and disrespect her imagine imagine bro you end up with a shorty that you know your man's and them don't like we've been talking shit about shorty being like yo that that chick ain't the right one for you I don't think you should fuck with her. For whatever reason, now she goes to your phone and she sees a conversation me and you are having. And then she decides to now text me through your phone and just like, oh, this is, ah, uh, ah, uh, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. You don't know how to like me. And then now I'm not like, yo, I tell my girl like, yo, you wouldn't believe who just texted me and told me some wild shit through X's phone. You feel me? Like, I personally... If it was me in that predicament, if we're flipping the role of it, I would have told my woman and she would have had to handle that. I wouldn't attack back your girl. Either that or I would have called you and been like, yo, ex. Yo, yeah, bro. Yeah, yo, what's good? Yo, Honestly, what's your, girl? your girl came sideways to me the other night, bro. I don't know yeah, what the yeah. problem is, but, you know, either you got to check that or I don't know. Like, something got to happen, though, because she came something wild. Something got to happen because this, this ain't. This ain't it, bro. <laughs> I'm not giving you the like, opportunity to check it first, though. I think that that's the appropriate thing. I like I couldn't imagine a situation where, let's say, because I don't want to, I don't even want to put real people in it. But let's say you had a girlfriend, and I met me, you was chilling. Your girl say some shit, and I'm talking to your girl crazy. That don't make no that sense. That don't make no sense. Most like, I, first of all, she's already a second, she's already second removed. Cause you're my man's. Back. She's not my man's. You know what I'm saying? I'm you're gonna my address mans. you directly, bro. Like, yo, bro, can we talk outside real quick? <laughs> we gonna step outside and you gonna be like, yo, bro, all, all due respect, my nigga, your girl is talking kind of crazy just now. Like, I'm gonna need you to. Yeah, I ain't really like how she, I know maybe she don't know me that well, but I ain't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, can you, you gotta address can you talk to her man? about I, that? I feel like with 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 JT and Young Miami, that should have been a conversation amongst them. You feel me? Before and JT South- was trying to do that. JT was trying to take the phone from Uzi, and she was like, "Oh no, I don't." She's like, "Give me the phone because I see what you're already trying to do." But he already had the phone, so like she took it from him. Like like she was trying to take it, but he was still on live. She kind of let him still do it, but. Yeah, she's a little bit at I think JT is the one that's a little bit at fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, I don't even know. There are too much celebrities to be doing shit like that, too. I'm like, y'all know the, the media going to catch into that one. And two, dog, Uzi, dog, dog. 
I respect you as an artist, but that's whack. That's whack, bro. Like, what what reason do you have to check Young Miami for? Unless, even if she came at you on some disrespectful shit, bro, you should have let JT address it, and then from there make the appropriate steps. But you have no, you didn't have to approach her like that because at the end of the day, if you come off talking crazy to her, she got a dude too. He's gonna step in at some point. So. It's just the reality. And he of it. ain't and at that at that point, I'm on go. I'm not trying to talk it out with you if I if I'm hearing you disres and it's on live, so I can see the video. I can see the video of you talking crazy. Bang, and I'm on go. I'm not gonna be on some oh, okay. Yeah, you know I mean. JT put out a little statement. She goes, I don't well, I don't want y'all to understand nothing about me. I want y'all to be so confused till y'all leave me alone. I don't want to dress, look, or fuck the same type as y'all. If you don't like what I do, what I wear, how I look, then unfo- the unfollow button is right there. But you love it here. So you're going to watch me talk my talk um, and talk shit, dying for a reply. I'm not going to even tag what I got going on. Uh, stay in y'all lane and get off my dick. I love my life and I want my life to keep changing. I guess that was in response to people being like, why are you even with Uzi? Um, cause the, we even questioned that last episode, like, uh, you know, JT and Uzi just don't seem like the mix you would, that you would, you would imagine, just bro. put together. You wouldn't imagine <laughs> yes. I agree a hundred percent. You would not imagine it. So I don't, I don't really know, you know what I mean? But listen to each his own. Um, this story got a little bit weirder because Bozo of the Year jumped in. So in case you didn't recognize the voice, that was Kodak Black uh, singing um, Young Miami's full name. And... Last I checked, he was supposed to be having a girlfriend or some woman that he was really involved with, but he's still talking about Young Miami as if he wants a piece. And that is what caused Southside to intro in our little segment here and talk about he could get it too. Now, Flo, when you... So Meg the Stallion also kind of threw a little, I guess, playful shout out there saying, like, I've been wanting to date you for a while to Young Miami. My question is this, bro. How would you take it if everyone was shooting a shot at your girl, knowing that you are with said girl, knowing she's not single? You know what's crazy about it, bro? If everybody's shooting a shot, my girl, there's one of two ways this could go, to be honest with you. It's either one, I would have been like, you got to make everybody know that you're unavailable. One or two, I would have either I would have probably been like, yo, like I would have been making a joke out of it. Like I would have constantly been on more towards her, but not in the public. Yeah, yo, why everybody trying to fuck you, son? Like, what's going on over here? Like, what's kind of playing around? But you know, that's what happens when that's what happens when you have a girl that's desirable and constantly putting out content that niggas want to lurk on. I mean, I think it would have been more of the first one, though. I agree. Like, I, I, in the sense of like, 
it is somewhat what comes with the territory. However, I do feel like it's a little, it gets a little tricky when people who are your peers in the same industry that obviously are in the same circle as you know that's your girl, but will continuously say stuff as if y'all not dating. Like that, that's nah, almost if I like know you now, that's a different conversation. Yeah, because it's different if it's like fans or niggas that are super removed from you. They, we know they ain't never. But when it's like, that's like the same friend circle shooting a shot at your girl. Nah, at or, that or, point. Or like, or yeah. niggas at your job shooting a shot at your girl. You know what I'm nah, saying? Like, nah, y'all at, nah. I you bring your girl you to the point. job and your, your co-worker is like, you've been saying, yo, I'm married <laughs> for however many years. Your co-worker see your wife. And you're like, and they know that's your wife, and they still slide they number to him like, yo, call me. Like, oh, nah, you it's gonna get, weird, you going to get checked. Or you find out <laughs> one of your co-workers been DMing your girl on the low? Yeah. It's go time, bro. It's on site. It's on site. Honestly, it's on site. What goofy shit are you on? going to be like, yo, you know, you know, Justin been, been emailing, texting me? Like, what? You talking about Justin on a job? Like, Justin, who sits two fucking cubicles down from me? Down, say down the road? Say, say less, well, Imagine fam. Justin go on, on, on Instagram Live talking about, yo, Jessica, I want you to be my boo. It's like, you talking about my Jessica? My Jessica? Nigga, what, what the fuck right, is up with y'all niggas, chin man? Obviously, obviously yeah, you shit. want these skippity paps, and that's what's going to happen <laughs> right there. Because <laughs> that, to me, is weird, bro. It's like... It's like, it's, it's got to be disrespectful. Y'all know that I'm dating this girl. And all of y'all know she's unavailable. But y'all acting like I don't even exist. Like, y'all acting like I'm not here. And granted, it is also about how she responds to it. Because obviously, if she's feeding into it, then it's a, a whole nother story. Yeah. But just on the sense that niggas just keep shooting a shot openly. And Meg shot her shot too. I know it was playful. But everyone's just acting like I don't exist. Uh, I'm after a problem with that. Like, hey, yo. I got a problem with that personally. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what part of law. What, what, what part? What part of the, in, the the lost in translation is happening right here? But y'all niggas going to have to figure it out. Either that, or like I said, she has to make herself seem more unavailable. But yeah. you know, if that's the gimmick that she's running with, and like you said, it's what she accepts. So if she's cool with it, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to fight it. Oh, hell no. Ow! Steve Harvey! I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm going to tell y'all right now. You don't understand how blessed I am to be here. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, Ron, (laughs) I've known you a long damn time. That's right. And Verdine, I've known you a long damn time with your pretty hair. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) Woo! Hey. I ain't never, and I don't watch a lot of verses. Done watched a lot. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna tell you all the verses is trash. And I said, I said, they said the Isley brothers and Earth, Quinn, and Five <laughs> are gonna be here. And I said, what? What? Where? When? Wow. Huh? And I said, I got to host this. I got to host this. I'll be back. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you missed it last night, but 
Versus did another one. They hit us with another one, and it was definitely a hit. It was the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. And honestly, we've been kind of debating on the show if, uh, you know, Versus might be heading into some troubled water, seeing as outside is opening back up. We have a lot of people getting vaccinated, and it just seems like the world is going to be back into the getting away from the virtual realm since we've been doing that for a year and some change now and then kind of going into the the world of the of the living in the reality and so from that sense it seemed like versus might be on a decline but i'm here to tell y'all last night the Isley brothers and earth wind and fire definitely Gave us what we we needed and what we were looking for. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it has a lot to do with the right matchup. So, Flo, what do you think about versus in terms of it? Like, cause this one hit. This one hit for bro, me. I'm, honestly, bro, I'm so disappointed, son. I didn't get the chance to like watch the damn versus, son. My wife was watching it, so I kept hearing it in the background. And um, I, 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 I didn't get to watch the part, but I heard when he performed. Um, yeah, the, the, what is it? The one of him and R. Kelly? Um, oh, oh, yeah, Contagious? Contagious. Contagious. <laughs> drive me crazy. <laughs> give me what you got. And then right yeah. after that, I heard... Um, I heard Earth Wind and Fire perform the joint that they be playing at the at all of the the. It was like I know Seasons. all of the HS, HSBC the, the HBCs. You know this joint. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine it was just full of energy, and even my wife told me she was just like, "Yo, like they seemed like they were just having fun. Like it was a a good good energy, a good verses." And hey, man, Isley Brothers got the hits. They, you know, Earth Wind and Fire got the hits. So. I couldn't. Even, I'm gonna watch it though. Trust and believe. I'm gonna end up watching it, but I knew it was probably just a good, a good matchup because they both have. I don't want to say similar sounds, but they both have songs that people could sing along to, and you know these are big groups because a lot of people be thinking the Isley Brothers is a small group of niggas. Nah, it's, it's a it's a crew of them niggas. <laughs> so I can only imagine. A crew but good matchup though. What and and that's my point about the matchups. Is that was going to be the staple of versus moving forward? Is it, like before, obviously, it was just this new experience that it didn't matter who they put on the bill, we were going to jump on IG and watch it. Since everything is opening up, do you think that the matches, if they pick the right matches, no matter what happens, people are still going to tune into their IGs? Because we've been saying like versus might be. Hitting some troubled water, seeing as everything is opening back up. But for me, like this this matchup, I was like, nah, I gotta see this. It didn't matter if what was happening outside. So, do you think that's gonna be the staple to keep versus moving in the future, moving forward? I think so, and I think it's it's between the matchups and the dates. It's super important, and you notice they're more so priming them around time frames when they know Holidays, people don't yeah. mind watching. Like on a Sunday evening. 
Like, the next one is Mother's Day SWV on a nice Sunday evening. Like, people are going to be chilling at home, you know, if not they're with their families. And they, I think they're catering it to an audience that it resonates with them that most likely would be home. Right. They're not trying to cater it to an audience of young people who are just not, you know, always on the move. They're catering it to the older people who, you know, 30 and older, who who might just end up being home chilling on a Sunday evening. Or so, might just choose to stay home that night to watch that instead of going that, out. Instead of going out, you make, yeah. You made a good point. Like, instead of, like, a little TJ versus Polo G... Little niggas ain't staying home to watch that. No. They might they might tune in, but they not staying home to watch that. No. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, they, to Earth Wind and Fire. They might pop like, in and out. A 45-year-old on a Sunday evening, bro. That nigga just made some barbecue or just got a cold cooked <laughs> meal sitting on his couch watching that shit. Quite content. <laughs> Quite content. And last night was a female <laughs> basketball championship. So you know niggas was home. And and oh. watching the game between watching the game and that that's what was going to happen last night. Easy early. <laughs> that, that's what I was watching last night. More more moving around. I was watching the NCAA uh, women's championship. So that's what that's what had my attention for a while. So yeah, man. But you know, I think it's going to work. You, what I do think you, they have, they have, what do you they think have, about they have put together the right formula? So I think it's going to continue working. What do you think about the lyrics of the music that we heard? I know you didn't listen to the whole thing, but the lyrics of that time era were the highlight of the night. A lot of people were saying, like, you know, the lyrics would put you in a space where you would want to love. And Steve Harvey kept saying, Steve, some people didn't like Steve Harvey's stories. I enjoyed them. But he was talking about, like, yo, I went. I remember when this song first came out, I went to the store, I bought the CD. Um, there was a time where uh, I got the lyrics and then I put them on the back of a notebook and I gave it to a girl. And he was like, that's kind of some of the things that the lyrics would just push you to do in terms of how to love on a woman. And a lot of these lyrics were teaching men how to love on a woman. And so obviously we're talking about a heterosexual relationship we know there's, there's multiple different types of relationships now. But in terms of that, do you think that that is partly of what's missing? Kimber, you know Kimber who's on here a lot. Kimber mm-hmm. feels like we are in such a terrible state as a society because of the music. She feels like the music is driving people to emulate what's being said in the lyrics and the the beats and everything are are more hypertension. They they keep you upbeat as opposed to mellowing you out. So do you think we need to return back to these lyrics that not only have like a, a nice little melody or a catchy line, but also kind of teach you how to be a man or how to be a woman in society? Well, I think I think there's a mixture of different things. I think in that time frame, serenading a woman was important it was it was a part of what yeah it was a part of what made that society of and how men thought in that time frame i think when we were coming up in our generation in the 90s it was still kind of like that but it was more so um 
the way how women were perceived have changed. You feel me? Ja Rule to me symbolizes what it represented to talk to a girl in our generation. Yeah. And you it gotta was still... be a thug, but you could sing and be soft. Like that that's yeah, like, literally ja, J- like what you had ja to be. Ja Rule was the person in that for if for hip hop, Ja Rule was the guy that you were listening like, yeah. You know, and he was still kinda like well, fuck you in the bed on the run. Like he was still. That's what I'm saying. You had to be a kind of raunchy, but it wasn't so bad. Like now, niggas is like suck my dick, bitch, and you know that's the whole <laughs> bar right there. Like there's and no, that's it. There's, there's nothing, nothing else to it. Nothing else to it. Back <laughs> then, you know, Isley Brothers would have said, you know, rubbing the side of your head and you know slowly <laughs> kissing your neck and you know the whole nine yards. Like you, the whole you, you learned how to court. Through those types of lyrics, like you would be like, "Yeah, I gotta whisper in her ears. I, I gotta play with her hair I gotta a run bit. a bath for her." Nowadays, her these kids flowers. are just like more so. Just you know, it's so blunt. There's no middle ground now. It's either y'all fucking or y'all not. It's y'all like, not. Oh, are we up? fucking or not? I got a dick. Cam you got a pussy. We fuck, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you gonna suck it you or not? Suck it or like not? That. Like literally. Like, that is what is being said. And because money is it now, like, all these kids feel as if they got the money. It's always been about the money, nigga. You think bitches weren't sucking dick in the 70s and the 60s, nigga? They were still sucking dick then, too. <laughs> these niggas just know that you have to still be respectful. The respect is yeah. gone. Yeah. You feel me? And that's the difference. Like, you know, there's there's no... The 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 level of blunt, there's just they're too blunt in this time frame. You know, there was still courting. And I think that that's that a good frame. And that's what the difference is. Like, like, think about it. Contagious. A song like Contagious. He's like, I'm sitting in my living room. I hear some shit I ain't supposed to hear. I creep up the step and I heard my shorty saying, You're contagious. He heard his shorty saying, nigga, blow my back out. You blow my back out the proper way. And he's just saying, listen. I went upstairs and I started to smack niggas up. In this time frame, the nigga would have been like, I was downstairs hearing some shit. I went upstairs, the dick, the bitch was sucking dick. And that would have been the whole bar. The song was done. <laughs> Fuck you, ho. And that would have been the whole song right there. <laughs> That's the this chorus right there. put out there. a Fuck whole you, song and still made you want to fuck to it, even though he called his girl cheating. If that don't tell you <laughs> some shit... I don't know what it's going to be, bro. And this was still in the 90s. This is a song that came out in the 90s. Yeah, man, that song, he just, it, it just hit. And I think, I think that we need a return of that to some. I think we need the, the R&B singers that could storytell. I think we need some of that, this is how you treat a significant other. Because now we're in, a, we're in a space where the women are telling the women to do fuck shit to niggas too. Big just facts. fuck this nigga, take his money. Uh, fuck this nigga take his money that's like it. that's the message so if if these are the if these are the messages that people are listening to as they're growing up and it's somewhat regardless of how independent you think you are you're still impressionable as a teenager so you're hearing these lyrics and you're hearing uh suck my dick bitch and then on the other hand of it you're hearing i'm gonna suck your dick if you give me a bag then like this, this is why we seeing so much of love and relationships to some extent. I can't put it all on it, but to some extent, this is why we're seeing it be so transactional. Because the number one driving force that a lot of people listen to 
and allow to resonate with them, because music is about relatability to some extent, is basically saying that love and sex are transactional. And that there's no middle ground. It's what you can it's do like, for me. And that's 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 what it comes down to. Now. It's like if you can't do if you can't do something for me, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Your value is based on what you could do for the next person. And that's where we're at right now in society. And it's sad because that is what our music is about. Like this current generation of music is literally about that. It's what you could do for me. If you can't do nothing for me, we ain't got nothing to talk about. We got nothing to talk we about. Don't, we don't gotta be we don't gotta beat around the bush. Like, you know, it's either you see that you come state what you state your business and keep it pushing. And that's and that's where we at right now with music is now, I wouldn't be mad at it if there was still a little bit of a balance. You know what I'm saying? Because I do think that there is a a value in being honest about your intentions. If it's like, nah, I don't want no relationship with you. I just think you look good and I want to fuck. Like, I think there is some value in being that up, up front and blunt so that nobody has to waste their time. You know, that was one thing about the OGs back in the day is they would do all of that just to get some pussy and then... Papa was a rolling stone. You Facts. might end up getting shorty pregnant and have a whole family in Texas. And like that. Was, <laughs> and that and that was the thing that the OGs are not highlighting was part of that music. They did all of that, got you flowers for a month, took you out, did all this romantic shit and have a whole family be fronting, just be fronting about the whole shit, have a whole family, get the pooms and then be out. And then be out. The, Facts. the, the thing about today's music and today's uh, dating and courting is people a little bit more upfront. Like, hey, yeah, I don't see a relationship here, but we could fuck though. Or, yeah, I don't really want anything from you unless you trying to spoil me. Like, I like that, but there has to be a little bit of a balance so that people know how to court besides corny-ass rom-coms and other shit that isn't as impactful as music has been for the last decade or so so like that's why i was saying ja rule is kind of like that middle ground because he's the soft thug nigga that you know baby like doing all of that Facts. but at the same time talking about shooting a nigga that he is the epitome of the crossroads and then after that after ja rule it just started going further and further and further into the not nah, a thug even, nigga that even, just can't even spend a bag up on to me. 10 years ago, bro, Trey and them were still making like nice, soft R&B music. Like they were still trying to serenade a chick. You feel yeah. me? Like Trey and but they weren't, Drake. They I weren't mean, Drake is you. the closest you get nowadays. You feel me? The like closest. But, he's but the, the thing about Drake is, Drake is, typically Drake is talking about his experiences and then getting played at the end or not feeling True. satisfied. So he's not teaching how to court. As much as, like, the Isley Brothers was literally, you listen to that song, if you ain't come out of there with five or six tricks from that one song, you wasn't listening. Like, them niggas was teaching you the whole game, the whole playbook. Nigga, run her a bath. Matter of fact, let's take it from the top. Pull up. Your car better be washed. Come out with some flowers. Take her to a nice little romantic space. Then have a walk around a park. Tell her your sweet nothings. Then run her a bath. Make love to her. You know what I mean? And and make sure that you get her home safely. Like, the whole package was there. You ain't had to do much. Yeah, I had to do like, much, bro. Like, just like, 
<laughs> yeah, you just had to take notes what the song was running. He said, he said, run a bath. Okay. And then the niggas might timestamp it for you. 9.15, go run a bath. Like, niggas might tell you go exactly when bath, you're supposed boy. to do it. <laughs> Make her like, contagious tells you shit, everything. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I, I wish we'd get back to that to some extent because we need a balance because niggas is they, out here they, wilding. Niggas still be doing shit, bro, because niggas will still pull up with their car fresh, pick up shorty. I don't know about the roses because, you know, you know my stance on roses, but I assume dudes still buying roses. Or they'll come with a little gift or something. It might not be a rose, the but younger they might buy generation something nice. Don't, the younger generation don't know nothing about that, though. You don't These think little so? Niggas just, nah, they may know to get some flowers, but they don't know. You So you got like two, you got the corny, you know what I mean? You, you, we don't know how it go. I'm thinking about like teenagers right now. You got the corny oh. teenager that have been watching anime, rom-coms, and dramas. So he going to go all out. The first time he get a little something that's interested in him. And then you got the nigga on the other hand who been listening to fucking uh, all Lil Durk. But Lil Durk be serenading to some extent. But listening to the hardcore fucking rap that's out. And they think it's just, all right, I got to sauce her up, talk, talk that shit in her ear, and then try and get her to fuck. And then that's that. And... If after a week we get into one little argument or I don't like her no more, then, you know, it is what it is. It's easy, I think, for them to be detached, rather detached. That's crazy. Detached from from girls now because it's like, again, we're talking about a transactional situation and you're not putting in all that effort. Within putting in all that effort is when you get to see the person that you're dating, right? The dinner... The walk, the spending time with them. You at that point before y'all even fuck, if that is the goal, you didn't realize, damn, this person, I kinda like her. She she does this little thing that I like. And it's harder to detach from someone when it's not such a transactional situation. So I think that is part of what's happening here. It's like it's so transactional and it's so quick. Y'all, y'all meet on a Monday, y'all fucking on a Friday. It's easy for you to leave her. On a Saturday, it's like I don't even know this chick. That's a pussy fact. was good. Pussy I don't was know good, it though. though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Shit. how these niggas is moving nowadays, right? So that's the truth. I don't know. Bro. That is the truth right there. Now I know you didn't see much, but did you see the Space Jam trailer, bro? I nah. Oh, man, you know what? Like... I've been watching. I saw the Mortal Kombat trailer. I was watching that earlier in the week. I didn't see the Space Jam one yet. Mortal Kombat 1 is lit. Space Jam just came out Saturday with their trailer. A little bit of mixed reviews from people in my circle. A lot of people were like, yo, they really like it. They can't wait. They're excited. And then I, on the, it literally was like a 50-50 split. Then I seen a lot of people that were like, uh, I don't know. Uh, the acting looks bad. The, the storyline is disjointed. It looks disjointed and all of that. How you feel about Space Jam? You you looking forward to this joint? It's July first. I, I am coming out. I am looking forward to it, bro. It's been what 20, 24 years, twenty five years since Space Jam came out, bro. Yeah, it's been a minute. Honestly, I'm excited for it too. I'm excited. I ain't gonna hold I'm, I'm nobody. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to just see it, bro. I think 
I don't think he's going to be the best acting. I mean, I don't consider LeBron James an actor. I mean, the first Space Jam wasn't good either. Like, Jordan was out there being fucking Denzel. Yeah. Jordan did not put on a clinic. I don't know. It wasn't the best acting, bro. If you watch Space Jam right now, we're going to probably be like, yo, this joint was trash, bro. Like, but we were kids. We That's what we grew up on. So to us, it was dope. So the one thing that, that this Space Jam is never going to live up to, and I know I know he's enemy of the state, but I believe I could fly. That is a staple Pete part of the movie. That I'm sorry. The, that's, when that, 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 that was 20% I, of selling the movie alone. <laughs> that song was so <laughs> inspirational. We wanted to watch a fucking movie. Like, Clean. Who we ain't getting nothing like can, that for this one. Who was not singing? I can believe. I I can believe. I believe I could fly back in the late nineties, bro. Who was not singing that song? The only thing that could come close is if a if if a popping a popping artist from this generation covers it. If they do that in this one, like if they get her to sing, I believe I could fly just to get it out of R. Kelly's hands and have a new generation of of people. Mm. I right, that that might that might put this, but I told people I'm like I hope you're not expecting this to be better than the first one. It, you shouldn't go into the movie theater thinking that this one is going to be better than the first one. It just should be entertaining. You should just want it to entertain you. I agree a hundred percent. I have no intentions like, of it living to the hype. Honestly, I look at it like this: this is a new experience for my child because I'm grown right. now. So I'm taking it. I'm not going to sit there and watch the movie and be like, nah, this is trash. I'm hoping my child gets to watch it and be like, oh, I love this movie. Because this right. is their experience right. of seeing a black man go into that world and dominate it and show that he's the best. And a black family. Yep. And that's the thing that people are overlooking about this trailer. Don Cheeto is, is uh, a lead and LeBron is a lead. I ain't seen not one white person yet. So that's perfect. This is literally going to be one of the the biggest movies from Warner Brother, and it's highlighting a black family. And I'm sure that I mean, obviously, the, some of the cartoons are white, but the mains are the entire black family. The only main in the first Space Jam that was, was black. Michael was Michael. Everyone else was in it. They had a couple of other baskets, but they had two second roles. And then they highlighted some white folks. And yeah, Michael was the only real black person that was the highlight. This is a whole black family that is being highlighted in this movie. So the main characters from inception to end, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. He's He wasn't even black. He wasn't even claiming black. LeBron He's is black, Michael Jordan. black, black, black. <laughs> yeah, he was just Michael Jordan. LeBron is blackity black, 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 and I'm sure LeBron said, I need to have a black son, black wife, and they need to have integral parts in the movie as well. So this is going, you're going to have another Black Panther scenario here where the, the lead that every little kid is going to want to be is going to be LeBron James and obviously Bugs Bunny in them. Um, and they look like they have like this interesting thing that they got going on where they're bringing in a whole bunch of other cartoons, which I think is going to be dope, but... I'm excited for it, man. I think that is going to be. Yeah, I think I'm, it's going to be highly entertaining. So. I, I've I've stopped that that mindset a while back. I'm, I was starting, like, yo, you know, Michael, LeBron ain't better than Michael. I'm just like, listen, 
we that was for our time when we were growing up as teenagers we idolized michael michael ain't playing ball anymore the kids need someone to look up to let them look up to the nigga like why are we cock blocking the nigga like why would i tell my son now nah, you shouldn't like lebron you should like michael michael don't play a motherfucking ball no more let him watch lebron and let him idolize lebron the only thing that would make this movie better for me is if somehow, some way, Stephen Curry is in it. If I Steph don't doubt it. it. Steph might be the <laughs> one who plays Muggsy Bogues. You, you never know. <laughs> you feel me? Like, whoever that was playing Muggsy in, in the original one, that might be Steph now. That, but but what, I, what I would love is for them to highlight the ball players of today and somehow they come to Michael, I mean, not Michael, to LeBron's aid. Like, they down 40. And then out of nowhere, here comes Steph. Here come KD. Like, here come Dame. They do have a, a robot that looks like Damien. So I don't think Damien is going to be pulling up as as himself. But um, that would be fire to me. Like, LeBron and them is down. And he's like, damn. Oh, man. Like, y'all look great, but we can't do it alone. And then here come these niggas. Like, boom. Oh, shit. Or, or the only other thing that would save it is if they do a three pretty soon and Steph is the lead. I would fuck with that. Because Steph, I think, deserves that role, too. Like, um, not as much as LeBron, obviously. But I think Steph is the... He's literally, like, the family household name in terms of the wholesome basketball player that America loves. LeBron, of course, as well. You can't dispute it. Um, And what I love about LeBron being anything is how blacky black he is. He's always going to remind you that he's black. So I love that about him. And I love that he has this role, and it's way fitting. Like, the whole thing is perfect to me. His acting definitely looks like it It ain't the greatest, but we will see. I think it's going to be popping. Um, Facts. Once again, prayers to DMX. Definitely, man. Um, prayers to that man, man. That news broke my heart strong. this weekend. I ain't going to hold you. Like, I heard that news, and I was like, damn, son. Did not want to hear... That DMX uh, is in the hospital, for those who don't know, uh, after having a drug overdose. Um, And especially because DMX is not one of those rappers that ever glorified drugs or made it seem like it was cool to take drugs or anything like that. It just so happened, and there's a a story circulating, and we covered it, I think, a while ago. There's a story Mm -hmm. circulating that basically when he was 14, he hit a blunt that was laced with crack, and he's been fucked up ever since. Ever since, so, yep. prayers to him. They're saying that he is on life support um, and it's not looking good. So, we we're hoping that things work out. Um, but, y'all know what time it is. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Never gets old, bro. Never gets old. Never gets old. We are in our politics segment. So the Capitol was attacked again. I heard about that. <laughs> only by one lone nigga. Um, one lone I was just hoping. I was like, please don't let me be black. Please don't let me be black. I was praying and, to God, bro. And, and I was, and he was black. I was, like, I was tight. Huh? I was tight. I was hoping too. I was like, yo, black folk, we've been good not doing the stupid, wild, stupid crazy shit. shit, bro. And here comes my man's here. 
Oopity Not my mans, yeah. but here come mans here. Um, he comes through. Apparently, what they're saying is like leading up to it. It seemed like he was getting distraught. This is the first time they gave the black man the the mental health benefit of the doubt card. But I don't know how things oh. happen. He apparently lunged at an officer. One of the officers got uh, hurt, and then the other one passed away. So he had to have done some more than lunging. Um, but the one thing I did not like is the media kept politicizing it by kept saying that he was uh, he was like a listener, and I don't want to call him a member because I don't know if he was an official member, but he was an ad- advent listener of the Nation of Islam. And they tried to make it seem as if because of that, that would make him more susceptible to be an extremist. And for me, I'm like, the Nation of Islam is a religious group. Fact. Why are y'all trying to make them into they're not a terrorist organization. They don't they don't set up uh camps where people learn to uh, attack capitals or people learn to terrorize people. They may say some very extremist viewpoints in terms of a religious aspect. You do hear them say a lot of things about other religions um, in a sense that I, I could I could say is a little extreme at times um, to make the point that they are the true religion. I could You could make that point to some extent. But they're not out here training niggas to go out and and kill people. No, I so mean, why? Most, if you know, if most people who know it, they, these dudes are peaceful. Yeah, selling bean pies and, and newspapers. Facts. Hello, brother. And we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> so it's like, why would y'all continuously bring that up in the media coverage as if that's like a reason? Like, oh, okay, that's why he. Nah, that the brother was clearly off, and even if he was listening to the extremist religious viewpoints, because yes, they do oftentimes say like America be damned or America this, but they are attaching that to the things that America does and saying that eventually all this dirt and nasty shit is going to catch up to America. They're not saying go out there and kill as many people as you can in the name of of. Allah and you know you will be rewarded for it. That that I've never heard a nation of Islam speech like that. I've never heard anything soliciting that. Farrakhan had his address, I think, over COVID that revolt televised, and none of it said, "Let's be violent, let's do this, that, and the third. So let's go march y'all throwing to the capital that in and there. Prove our point. Yeah, that none of that throwing that in there to me is suspicious. I I don't like it. I don't know how you feel, uh, bro. I don't, uh, like- I don't... Nothing about it is right, bro. They're just, they're just fishing, and it's always the people who are ignorant that don't know better that's going, oh, Islam. They heard Islam, and they, they're like, oh, Islam. Islam is the issue. If y'all... This is what happens when you preach to the ignorant, and they don't know better, and people are just going to run with it because they don't have the better the, the knowledge to know that these dudes ain't, not, ain't never really talking about none of that stuff. So I just hope people do their research. But as always... People, there's, there's a good chunk of America who listens to the news, and that's the fact, and that's what they're going to run with. And you know that there's another chunk that is going to run with it. Oh, see, the left is doing 
this, that, and the third. And it's like, this brother is not left or right. Trust me. If he's a Nation of Islam follower, he don't give a fuck about the Democrats, Republicans, Facts. or in between. He don't care about none. Of, he think all of y'all are the same devil. I'm letting you know That's that. That's a fact. Hey, hey, all y'all motherfuckers are the same devil. Um, Speaking of, I don't know if you've been hearing about this nigga Matt Gates, but nah. Matt Gates is this, he's a member of the House of Representatives. He he was like avidly always trying to defend Trump no matter what silly shit Trump said or came out of Trump's mouth. This nigga was there for it. Uh, he looks kind of crazy. He looks like Freakazoid, honestly, to me. <laughs> he looks like a real version of Freakazoid. But he's out here and he's been accused of sex trafficking because... so. The letter of the law of sex trafficking, if you solicit a minor to have sex with you and move them across state lines, you are considered a sex trafficker. So if you and Shorty met in fucking New York and you said, I'm going to pay you, and it's a 17-year-old or under, you said, I'm going to pay you X, Y, and Z to do X, Y, and Z, and then you go to Idaho... You have sex trafficked this individual. Um, and I think, I don't know, I haven't read into the law as to why it's, it's designed that way. Obviously, it'd be fucked up anyway because that's a uh, statutory rape period. But why it's considered uh, to be sex trafficking, I, I want to say is because different states have different laws on the, on the uh, age of consent. So I think what they're saying is or why the law exists in that in that fashion is you got niggas who will be out here and meet a 17-year-old in New York and then go to one of these states where the age of consent is 16 because there's 34 states in the U.S. apparently where the age of consent is 16. So I'm assuming that's why it's like that, but all in all, I, my question is, he and let me just put it on the record, he denies the allegations um, it is a federal case, so typically when it's federal, these niggas got receipt receipts, but he denies it. Just putting it on record. Niggas ain't suing us, especially not that goofy-ass nigga. But, Facts. Um, he's being called to resign. Now, my question is, do you feel like this is similar to Cuomo in any way, shape, or form? Or do you feel like the severity of the allegation makes it a totally different scenario, like situation? Yeah, the severity of the allegation is, is totally different. You're getting accused of sex trafficking. Cuomo got accused of harassment, and the harassment wasn't even like <laughs> was was was, was just trash. It was just trash. With this guy, a lot of it, you know, a lot like, of it is ridiculous. First of all, my nigga, why the why the why the fuck are you playing with a little girl or what? Whoever the you know little woman or girl, I mean little boy or girl, whoever it may be. The point is, you're playing with it's a girl, I think that child. He's- Teenager yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Teenager. Why are you doing that? That's the first question. That's before we even go to the trafficking part. That's the first question. You fucked up right there. At that point, yeah. you lost the conversation with me. Two, what the fuck is you doing, bro? If you 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 pocketing them in Washington D.C. and then going to Maryland to a hotel, nigga, like what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, you know, like whatever you may be doing, like you fucked up when you played at someone underage. One and two, if you gotta go to another state to fuck them. I don't know. You're doing too much right there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a different ballgame. You ball got game. too far, Bradtree. different ballgame from Cuomo. 
completely. That nigga yeah, Cuomo nah. just was just like, y'all niggas is trash. I ain't even leaving office. <laughs> I'm not. Let the, let this shit play out. <laughs> y'all find whatever evidence y'all gotta find, but I'm not leaving. I'm Gooch Patooch, fam. I like I I mean I, by this point, listeners know. I I stand behind Cuomo's movements. It's not that I don't stand with with obvious. It's obvious, I think, at this point that. Everyone in here is against abuse of any kind, harassment, sexual harassment, all of that. But I'm sorry, from the allegations that I saw, it just was like, I'm not going to say that they're reach. I mean, we went through this whole conversation uh, on previous episodes. All I'm saying is it is too much gray area of interpretation in some of these allegations where it's like, the nigga greeted you and he kissed you on the cheek with a greeting and you're saying that's sexual harassment. And it's kind of like, that is a gray area. I'm not saying that is not sexual harassment. You have every right to feel like he invaded your space. But a lot of people also just see that as a regular ass greeting. They're not with no other intent behind it. So it's kind of like, yes, someone can violate your space and it also not be with what you are presenting it to be like someone can give you a hug and you be like, I don't like to hug. And then you be like, I feel like I was sexually harassed through that. And that person be like, I give everybody hugs. I didn't know it was a problem. Or, I didn't know that you took it that way. Like, you know, whatever the case is. And I just feel like a lot of those allegations came off that way. Not all of them. Some of them are very severe. And again, let, let that play out. We got to see how that Facts. lands. I agree. But a lot of the other ones just seem like, I don't know. This, though, <laughs> if it comes out if to be true. If it comes out to be true, that nigga got to do some time. Um, you know, yeah, it's this just nigga- what it is. Like, you going to be in jail, <laughs> sir. And clinch your booty cheeks. That's all I'm going to say. I believe I could fly. You going to believe you, you can, can fly. You could be you fly that nigga. Let's <laughs> yeah. fuck around. <laughs> Oh, man, we at the end of the show. This has been another episode. So Distinguished is in Vegas living his best life. Best life. Uh, kudos to that, man. Factuals. So you're only getting what would dad say this week unless Flo wants to give y'all what <laughs> what the man with the fitted would say. <laughs> but <laughs> what would dad say is keep your priorities in check. And make sure not to get distracted by fuck shit. A lot of times we never get to the place that we want to get to in life because we let a lot of fuck shit get us off the path. And just keeping it real, I think for a lot of us, COVID let us know that our job might have been fuck shit. What we were doing, (laughs) (laughs) our job was fuck shit that's distracting. Some of the arguments we have, or some of the people that we living with, it's fuck fuck niggas and fuck girls yeah so you know what I mean as much as you can stay on your priority list which is gonna be different for everybody and knock them shits off check them shits off do that and stay away from the distractions don't get caught up in the foolery of what is social media and what that dictates you're supposed to be like and and act like and how much money you supposed to be able to do a money phone. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never see me do a money phone. All right? I don't care how much money I get. You ain't going to see that. But don't don't let that dictate that. And uh, 
as the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire reminded us this weekend, start to really, like, invest and serenade some of these folks that you're courting that you really want to take seriously. Obviously, it's not going to be everyone. It's going to be a pop here and there on both sides, men and women. You know what I mean? But when you finally do kind of want to date somebody, please don't think that dinner in a movie is a, is serenading them to want to drop the drawers and give you the pussy. That is not it, y'all. Y'all got to get back to the old days of pulling up in a motherfucking Cadillac. You know what I mean? Seats wiped down. Little Jodeci playing. Having a little special whatever. You've been paying attention on the phone when you've been talking to them. So you pull up with a favorite flower. You pull up with whatever. And you really take that time to make that woman or make that man feel special. And you know what I mean? That is what dad would say. Flo, you got anything to to, to lead the people out with? Hey, man. Live your truth, man. And, and that's it right there. Put the work in. And that's all I got to say. Let's. Let's see. Make sure that we don't got nothing that we missing for the folks. Cause, oh yes, we got something special to lead us out with. So we are gonna play this and 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 we out, y'all. Bitch ass nigga. I'll be your bitch, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. When tonight? Cause I call off work for that yeah. shit, nigga. I got two sick Ho days. Ho ass you got me fucked up, nigga. Nigga suck my dick, nigga. Then bring it over here. All right. What? Well, you hey. Suck the shit out. Ho ass nigga, put some hot in your ass, nigga. Better, better be that dick, nigga. Fuck, bro. Not ride that dick, but you got, nigga. You got me fucked up. The fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's another episode of that. <laughs> we out. <laughs>